Hello and welcome to the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, The Raw Tarian, and on today's podcast, I'm going to be teaching you how to make raw food brownies using a food processor. Stay tuned, and I'll be back with you shortly. Thank you so much for joining me. It's great to have you here on the Raw Food Podcast. This is episode one, and I'm very excited to be launching this new concept with you so that I can um, give you a little bit more information in a different format for those of you who enjoy commuting, uh, or maybe who don't enjoy commuting, but perhaps do find themselves commuting or jogging or doing all those kinds of things, even cleaning up your house. I know I do love to listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning my bathroom. So it... Uh, Yes, I'm a little bit excited to be here with you today. So what I wanted to do was just start with a bang by giving you one of my most popular, most commented on, most forwarded, most loved recipes, which is a very simple raw vegan brownie recipe, which is very easy to make and it uses a food processor. And because it is a completely raw, uncooked recipe, it's super quick to make because we don't have to wait for it in the oven. So it can be a really great recipe to make. Uh, I know that in our household, sometimes we even race to try to make it during that time span of a commercial break. It's not quite that fast, but it's almost that quick. It's very, very quick. So first, I think what I'm going to do here is just give you a quick rundown of the general ingredients that you'd need, as well as the general equipment that you'd need. So, um, you know, if you have a massive nut allergy, you, you'll know right now this is not the recipe for you. So, in a nutshell, we are looking at, in a nutshell, that was quite punny. Uh, we are looking at six different ingredients to make your raw vegan brownies. We're looking at some nuts. I usually use pecans or pecans. We're using dates, cocoa powder, unsweetened shredded coconut. Optionally, you can include some honey or agave nectar for an extra kick of sweetness, which might be something you want to consider if you're feeding these to very picky children. Um, and then the last ingredient is sea salt. So those are those six ingredients that I'm going to be using and the really only piece of equipment that you need for this um, is going to be a food processor and I can explain a little bit about that shortly. And then lastly you're going to need some kind of pan, a brownie pan. So I usually use uh, a glass, what is it? Don't quote me, but eight by eight inches, something like that, a square glass dish or um, a pie plate, you could use that, any kind of dish that you're gonna be able to push your brownie mixture down into and so that it will hold its shape. So um, I might as well just get started here with the actual ingredients. And, and what I like to do when I'm making a recipe is I like to get everything out and put it on the kitchen table uh, or kitchen counter right away so that I know that I have all of my ingredients because there's nothing more frustrating I find anyway than when you're sort of halfway through a recipe and you suddenly realize that you're out of something and I don't like to my flow to be interrupted you know I'm kind of in the zone to make something and I like to know right away that I have everything so we're looking here for one cup of pecans um, you, if you don't have pecans you could substitute walnuts in this recipe, but pecans give it the nicest, richest sort of 
best nutty flavor. If you use walnuts, it'll still come out really well because the, the consistency of using a pecan and a walnut is quite similar. They're both sort of oily in a good way. Uh, you need those natural nut oils to help this recipe stay together. So I would recommend pecans, but if you have to use walnuts because that's all you have or because you find like in my community, pecans are at least double the price of walnuts. You could try walnuts as well. So one cup of nuts. Secondarily, you're going to need one cup of dates. Now, as you may know, in the raw food community, the most uh, popular and recommended dates are called medjool dates. M-E-D-J-O-O-L. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think I am. And um, they're actually found in your grocery store in the produce section. They are a fresh fruit, basically. So you're going to want to find those fresh dates. And they do tend to have their pits in them, kind of like a plum or a peach. You know, they have their pit. So if you are going to use medjool dates, you will want to um, slice them open lengthwise and just pop out that pit that's inside the dates. Now, for some people, medjool dates can be perhaps too expensive or you can't find them or you've, you're just in a rush and you don't want to have to be bothered with popping out the dates and all that lovely stuff. So some people certainly could use what I call baking dates. They're not located in the grocery aisle or sorry, in the produce aisle, um, they're located with the flour and the sugar and the chocolate chips in the baking aisle of your grocery store. So they usually come in a, a sack of some sort um, and they're way cheaper than medjool dates. However, for all of you raw foodists out there who are concerned about whether things are raw, ten, uh, generally rather, these baking dates are not considered truly raw because generally they are heated up in order to remove the pits, to soften them and remove the pits. So just bear that in mind. Uh, I have made them with both and um, definitely using the baking dates is far, far cheaper and much quicker as well. But if you're really concerned about having a living food recipe, you'd want to use the medjool dates. The next ingredient, the third ingredient, is cocoa powder. And in this recipe, I called for five tablespoons of cocoa powder. The next ingredient is unsweetened shredded coconut. And I'm calling for four tablespoons of that in this recipe. As I mentioned earlier, um, if you're really wanting this to have a super sweet brownie flavor, you could add up to two tablespoons of honey or agave nectar. However, bear in mind that dates are already naturally sweet, so you could try omitting them, uh, if uh, rather, not omitting the dates, but omitting the honey, especially if you know that you know you don't need things to be super 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 sweet it will still be nice and sweet um, without it so that's two tablespoons of honey or agave nectar I will jump in as well there'll be show notes at the rawterian.com in the podcast section where you can get this recipe all written out so you, I don't want you to be madly trying to write these uh, ingredients down while you're driving or or anything like that so um, then the sixth and final ingredient is sea salt, and that's just a quarter teaspoon of sea salt. And if you are new to the raw food lifestyle, uh, you may 
not yet have sea salt. It's actually quite inexpensive and it lasts for a long time. So I'm just going to suggest that you throw away your normal table salt, you know, the oxidized table salt that we all probably grew up with. Just get rid of that and replace it with sea salt. Um, it's not overly expensive. It lasts for a long time and the flavor is, is better and the nutrition is better as well. So that was a quarter teaspoon of salt. So now I'm hoping that you've got all your ingredients, or you will whenever you try to make this recipe. Uh, you've got all those ingredients, and now it's so simple. It's just a matter of putting the recipe together, and that can happen very, very quickly. So in your food processor, I'm going to suggest you just add that one cup of pecans or nuts and pulse that until you get um, a nice sort of mealy kind of texture where it's all crumbly and you're going to want the, the nuts to be reduced to quite small little tiny balls. Um, so then after you've processed your pecans you're going to add the one cup of dates and this is some something that I should mention about the dates is if you're going to use the nice lovely fresh major dates those are the perfect texture because usually they still have quite a bit of moisture in them because they are a fresh fruit and they're still quite moist. If you are going to be using um, baker's dates, I'm calling them, so those dry dates that are in the baking aisle, those can be a little bit harder depending on which you know brand you get and how long they've been sitting on the shelf and that kind of thing. So if they're super duper rock hard, you may want to have kind of like wrap them in a moist paper towel or something like that to make them a little bit more moist. You do not have to do that and frankly I do use baker's dates and they're really hard and I don't care. I just throw them in my food processor and I'm not really too worried about it but it is something to consider the moistness of your dates. If this is the first time you're making this recipe don't even worry about it. Take the dates you have, throw them in your food processor. This is such my like just get it done philosophy but let's not be too worried about it. But when you're tweaking it next time if you found that they were a bit dry maybe you want to um, play with that. Anyway, I should stop there about dates. So you've added your one cup of dates to your food processor and then you just process again and this can be sort of a violent procedure because if you have really hard dates they're kind of flying around in there but they will reduce and you don't need these dates to become tiny tiny tiny. You want to process them until they are um, I don't know how to describe it, just little chunks of dates as opposed to one big date. So process them for quite a while, but you don't need to make it so they're completely unrecognizable. So you've done your pecans, now you've done your dates, and now you're just going to add everything else into your food processor. So that's the five tablespoons of cocoa powder, four tablespoons of unsweetened shredded coconut, and then your honey if you want it, and that little dash of salt, the quarter teaspoon. So you might also want to note that when you're putting your cocoa powder in there, probably put that, like put it in there, and maybe manually with your hand or a spoon or something, just kind of bury it, because I find if I let the cocoa powder sit right on top, when it spins at the very beginning, the cocoa powder will kind of come flying out the sides and it's a bit of a mess. So just try to bury that cocoa powder a little bit before you turn the food processor on. 
So now you're just going to process the rest of your ingredients um, until it basically just looks like brownie batter. It's quite amazing when you take it and add that cocoa and start to process it up. I haven't given you times. So if you're not familiar with how long to process things for, the pecans, maybe 30 seconds, the dates, maybe 30 seconds, and then this last uh, addition of, of these remaining four ingredients, like when you added the cocoa powder, the coconut, the honey, and the sea salt, maybe that'll go for another 30 seconds. and or maybe a little longer, you just kind of want to wait until that cocoa powder is completely distributed so the whole thing just looks like beautiful chocolatey dough. And once that's done, that's pretty much it my friends. All you need to do is, usually depending on your food processor, you'll pop that blade out of your food processor and set it aside to be washed a little bit later. And then you would just take your brownie pan and dump the processed mixture into your brownie pan. And that's it. So you're gonna dump it into the pan and then with clean hands, so you should wash your hands, uh, you're just going to press the brownie mixture down into the pan with your hands. And you can do that quite firmly. And it's kind of interesting, you'll notice that we didn't add any oil into the mixture. But you'll find, depending on your nuts especially, uh, that the mixture is actually really quite oily, which is kind of neat. It's just the oils that are released from the pecans. So you're going to push that down really firmly, and it's going to look like normal brownies. So that's what the goal that you're going for. I have, I can't remember how many, there's like 80 comments or something on my um recipe post on my website at therawtarian.com but somebody recently commented that their mixture was not really holding together very well and I think that if that ever does happen like you push it down into the pan and it seems still really crumbly first of all I would say push it down as best as you can pop that in the fridge for an hour or two and then see how it's set up in the fridge but if you're making it and you found that it didn't really ever set up and it's still always hard to cut and you're not very impressed with it, I think it's going to be predominantly a lack of moisture that was the problem. So that could be that your dates were super hard or your pecans were like really old and dried out and didn't have a lot of those natural oils. So this is just kind of troubleshooting at this point. but. Um, Normally that doesn't happen, but I've had a couple of people, you know, mention that to me, but that doesn't ever tend to happen to me. Usually the consistency is pretty perfect. Um, yes, so you've pushed your brownie mixture down into your pan, and then if you're probably eager like me, you can certainly, um, you know, cut a couple of slices off and eat those right away. They're not going to be as firm as they would be after they've been in the fridge for an hour or so, so you might find it a little bit crumbly those first couple of pieces that you snack on right away. But when you put it in the fridge, usually it firms up quite a bit. So that's all it takes. I think I've probably taken about 10 or 15 minutes to explain it to you, and that's practically as long as it takes to make. So the time you've listened to this, you probably could have been making brownies instead. Um, the recipe for this is at the Raw Tarian. I'll put up the show notes there. And uh, 
just click on podcasts and you'll you'll find it. This is episode one. And that's basically it. As I mentioned, or maybe I didn't mention, that I also have a fabulous, fabulous brownie icing recipe that I'll post up the notes to as well. And whereas the brownie mixture that I just spoke about was made in a food processor, the icing recipe, you need a good blender. So that would be something you could consider if you have a good blender and you want to add another delicious layer on top of the brownies, which would be like an icing, chocolatey icing. Um, There's a recipe for that on my site. And the gist of that recipe is dates, water, cocoa powder, and coconut oil as well. And that coconut oil is extremely mandatory for that recipe because what the coconut oil does is it hardens when you put it in the fridge. So the icing mixture is a little bit runnier when you take it out and pour it on top of the brownies. However, it will set up quite nicely. It doesn't become hard, 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 but it sets up perfectly on top of the brownies. And we just love that recipe. And it's so interesting because you don't actually need any additional sweetener for that recipe. The icing recipe, like I said, it's dates, water, cocoa powder, and coconut oil, and just those four ingredients. It tastes so fabulous. It's like a chocolatey, fudgy, lick it with your finger and hope no one is watching. Like, remember when you were a kid and you your parents would make, you know, chocolate icing, if you were lucky enough to have someone, type of parent that would do that, and you'd lick the beaters, you know those, I don't know, <laughs> this was just me, but I remember being a kid and, and having, um, chocolate icing off the spoon and just being in heaven and this is the same and you don't even need to add any extra sweetener to that icing recipe it's just super sweet on its own and it's awesome we love it anyway that's basically the gist of it um i hope you've really enjoyed the concept of listening to me talk a little bit more about my recipes i'm hoping that um this is this podcast can kind of enhance your experience and understanding and ability to make raw food recipes. It doesn't really matter if you're vegan or raw or what you are. If you're just interested in incorporating more live, healthy, whole, whole food, delicious recipes that are actually quite simple to make and made with very basic ingredients, I think that um, these are really important skills that a lot of us did not learn when we were growing up. I know I certainly didn't learn any of these skills and it's been more of a learning experience for me as an adult. So I really hope that these podcasts can help you become a better healthy cook at home and and make things seem accessible and uh, exciting too. I, I think I know that everybody gets more excited when they can taste something really delicious that's also healthy as well and it, it's kind of this yin and yang Ying? I don't know. Ying yang, opposites attract kind of thing that is really surprising and exciting. And I'm really happy to be sharing it all with you. And I love you all when you send me emails and notes and things. So this is just another way that we can all get to know each other and communicate and help each other succeed with healthy eating. So thank you so much. I'm going to sign off. I really appreciate you uh, listening to me today and I hope this has been inspiring for you if you do have a chance to make these recipes 
let me know. I'd love to know what you think. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at www.therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste spectacular. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you sign up for that, you'll get a copy, a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying most delicious recipes, including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home uh, that are raw vegan and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to uh, hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.